Welcome everyone to the Kingdom REI podcast. This is your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom Real Estate Investing Mastermind. And man, do we have a special guest on this show. Listen, if you are an investor, a business owner, someone who's really looking to create wealth, financial freedom, not just for you and your family, but to really have a bigger impact. Um, I got a guy here, man, who's going to just literally blow you away. Uh, brother in the Lord, a guy that I've known for a really long time, CPA background, um, and has helped a ton of clients of his really become work optional in five years or less. And I think the value that he's bringing to his community, I'm like, dude, you got to come share this on our show today because I know there's so many people here um, that we have an audience. If you're listening, this is you. I know that you want to do more with your capital. You want to you want to have purpose and intention behind the way you invest and live and work and run your business. And I'm telling you, we got an expert today with Keith Blackberg. How are you, brother? Good to have good to be here, Alice. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to jump in um, to this show today. And, and why don't you do this, man? Why, why don't you just give our listeners a little bit about yourself? Just you know, quick intro. I want to pray for us, and then. Man, I want to just unleash you, dude, to just kind of share and talk about your story and your journey. So real quick, though, tell, tell our listeners where you're at in the world, man, and what's going on with you. Sure. I'm, I'm here in Dallas, Texas, and I exited, retired at age 32. That was four or five years ago. And since then, traveled the world for a few years. And then out of that, wanted to do something else with my time. I felt like I was still young. So financial journey was the manifestation of that passion and opportunity to help others reach financial freedom. If I wanted to make the most amount of money possible, I would have gone into commercial real estate like apartments. But really, I, I have a lot of fulfillment in helping others reach work optional. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, and you, baby girl or baby on the way, right? One, yes. one, one home and one on the way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Praise God, man. Life well, how, how how cool, 32. So I, I want to get into this, but let me just, um, let me pray for us, man, uh, as we always do. And then and then we'll, we'll get rolling. So God, thank you for this time. Thank you for, for uh, men like Keith who have a passion um, to live his life intentionally and for you and wanting to help others do that. And I pray that today would be a blessing for all who are listening, serious, um, that anyone's listening to God, they might be able to just pause uh, or if you're on, they're on the treadmill, whatever they're doing, really be able to focus in on what we're, what we're, what we're sharing. So God, we lift this up to you. We pray that you would use this mightily for your name's sake in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Dude, so 32 you became work optional or you financial freedom. What were you doing from 21 to 32? I mean, how, how early did you get started in this game? Like back us up to like, what was your first job? First job, um, first job out of college was working for Deloitte and Touche in San Francisco. Okay. So and how long, how long were you with them? Uh, three years. Okay. So well, clearly got you in, become work optional working for somebody else. So yeah, then no, the got in, got the experience. And really when, it, when, when you're there, you're drinking from a fire hose. So you learning, I'm a little embarrassed, but I was working like 80 hour, hundred hour weeks and it, it'll burn you out fast doing that kind of work. And so in San Francisco, I, I, I quit my job in 2009. Uh, just, I, I was in busy season, nine, nine months of the year up and moved to Dallas, Texas, where my wife was getting a big promotion at that time went to work for some former Deloitte partners and I just kept asking questions. And there came a point where I realized that they couldn't answer my questions anymore. And that was the time to start my own CPA firm. Wow. Around that same time in 2010, my wife and I started buying real estate. We bought a flip and rental on the 
first day in August of 2010 on the same day. And from there, we were just kind of off to the races. I focused on high net worth real estate investors because I was personally investing in real estate. I was able to, to speak the language and also provide um, business help. So beyond the advanced tax strategy that allowed people to save five to 10% of their adjusted gross income, I would also provide, um, I saw so many tax returns. I knew your insurance is too high. Go talk to so-and-so, they can help you lower it. Or your property taxes are too high. You can protest them and save more money. And so as a result, I grew 100% for every year I was in business, which was just a crazy amount of growth. Wow. And then the you, I'm guessing you exited that company. I mean, is that really how you you yeah. retired in a sense? <laughs> yeah. So along the way, I was director of acquisitions for a hedge fund and bought 875 houses for them. And then my wife and I, we had our own rental portfolio. We, we transitioned into active and passive investments into hotels and apartments. And in 2016, um, I had kind of gotten to this point where I could never get away from the CPA business, meaning even though I had hired employees and had put all sorts of structures in, everybody who was doing a big deal, I, I feel like if I went on vacation and somebody's trying to close on a $50 million apartment complex and they needed something from me, I felt like I had to be available. And so as a result, there was some friction in our marriage for from both the business and some other stuff. And so it led me to a place where well, I ended up selling partly because I also thought the market was going to crash. I thought Hillary in 2016 was going to be elected president and the market was going to crash. I was wrong. But as a result, I sold and transitioned out of that. I had a lot of relationships with, I knew who the best syndicators were because a lot of them were clients in the Dallas area. I could put money with people who were consistently doubling my money every two to three years. And so as a result, my portfolio took off and my wife and I just went and traveled the world. Incredible. So where'd you guys go? Where was your first travel? Gosh, we, we went to, we went to every continent except Antarctica. Some of wow. my favorite places were New Zealand, um, Portugal. Uh, we 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 hiked. Uh, we went uh, we went swam with great white sharks. We went to Machu Picchu. We slept in a castle in Europe. We checked out the Canary Islands. There's all sorts of amazing adventures to be had in this world. So let me ask, let me just ask a personal question. In my podcast, I can ask questions like this. If you don't want to answer, it's okay. Um, like how much money do you actually, like when you say you were able to just walk away and go travel the world, like I feel like so many people think of that as like one day when I'm, I have so much money in the bank or I have this much passive income. Like what is the, what was the threshold for you guys to say, hey, we're going to go do this and really take advantage of this right now. Like help our listeners understand, like were you, hundred millionaire? Like, was that, you had a million dollars in the bank? Like what allowed you to be able to go do that and have the confidence that you could go do that? So I don't think the portfolio size is as important as the cash flow, okay. And that's why I want, I help with my clients. I'm focusing on the amount of cash flow they need. Uh, your savings rate and your cash flow is a leading indicator of success. Your net worth is a lagging indicator of success. In 20, when I first started in 2010, I set the goal of wanting $10,000 a month in passive income, and I thought that would be enough. In 2014, I hit that goal, and I wanted to keep building, partly due to my uh, ego and identity was tied up in the CPA firm, and I didn't know what else I was going to do, and so I just kept going, and that led to some friction. And so we got to this point where when we sold, we walked away with a strong seven-figure um, amount of money between all the assets, and so as a result, 
we took some of our money and we said, you know what? We want to spend some of this. We're at a place in our life where we're, we're, we don't have any kids yet and we can travel in a way that we will never be able to do so again. The next time after we have kids, we'll probably be in our 50s and life will be very different than where we are physically. So we did a lot of physical activities like hiking, hiking scuba diving. And so as a result, we intentionally took some of our money, said, we're going to spend this, have fun with it, and we're going to invest this. Hey, real estate investors, if you've been enjoying this show for a while or enjoying this content at all, then I'm sure you're going to want to know that we have a mastermind for kingdom-minded real estate investors uh, with folks from all over the country. If you're wondering what is a mastermind, this is a community that we began back in 2020 uh, to really serve faith-minded investors, those who were ambitious in the world of real estate and entrepreneurship, but also passionate about Christ and really wanted a place, an environment, a community uh, where we could really join force, join forces and lock arms with people who are like-minded to really flourish in both of those areas. We also have a ton of fun when we meet in places like Dallas, Orlando, San Diego throughout the year. And so I would love to be able to share with you more details on that. If you go to thekingdomrei.com, that's thekingdomrei.com, you can learn more about our mastermind, hear from our members, and then apply to be a part of this community and give us an opportunity to chat more and see if it's a good fit. Enjoy the show. Love it. I love that, man. So go. I want to reiterate what you said. Though. I think it's so important. Cash flow is a leading indicator. Net worth is a lagging indicator. Explain yes. Explain what you mean there. What I mean there is your what you're able to invest your savings rate and thus going into investments, the regular cash flow you get is what's going to uh, show you what you're able to use and what you're able to invest and what you're able to live on. A lot of people focus on net worth, but that's after your investments have grown, after you've grown equity in them, after a, a time period. And that's why I want you to focus on that cash flow in the beginning, because that's ultimately what you're going to get, get on a monthly basis to actually be able to live off of. Why do you think that is, man? I mean, like, is it just bad financial education? Is it just... Ego, like when we talk about being wealthy, there is such an emphasis on net worth, very rarely on how much how much cash flow do you and like have you know, I've never uh I've never been in many circles until I got into this world of real estate that talked about really emphasized cash flow from a portfolio standpoint. It was always net worth. I think part of it is it's the traditional mindset. When you're looking at stocks and bonds. You're earning in cash flow anywhere, maybe a four to eight percent return if we're looking at dividends rates, likely lower than that. And so cash flow isn't very exciting. What most people teach you to do is to build up this large portfolio of assets and then you spend through the principal over your 30, 40 years of retirement. And that's what you have to live off and you hope to not outlive your money. Versus in real estate, the or other alternative assets, your rate of cash flow can be significantly higher. And so that's really what you need to live off of. And I actually want to show people how to never spend their principal so they're never at risk of outliving their money. Instead, their portfolio of investments continues to grow, which allows them to grow their impact on this world, continue yeah. to fund their vision, and they've got something to pass on to the next generation, whoever they care about. I think, man, from a, I mean, talk, like, like, let's talk, work this through from like a kingdom perspective, you know, like in this idea of, of, of money uh, and wealth, I also, also think there's a, 
focusing on the cash flow number really can free us too, man, from the the fear of money, even the greed of money. Because I think when my like, and even me too, man, my heart, I look at the that 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 net worth number, right? And I'm like, oh, is that big enough? How much can I grow that, et cetera? And always, and, but what I'm learning is, you can't, you can never spend that. You can't live off that, and you can't give that either, because it's a fear of, is that enough? Can, can I retire off of that? Where if we and, and I'm love to hear your input on this. I'm just kind of speaking out loud where we focus, begin to focus on the cash flow number. Then we we have a real clear picture of, you know, this creates time freedom. I can actually give this away, right? Like I can actually begin to, you know, have time back to be able to to do the things that I, I feel called to do from a, from a kingdom perspective. Like talk to me maybe how you're helping clients, how you help them transition that mindset. And then I want to get into some of these stories, man, of of like practically what this looks like. So a lot of people, first and foremost, get really focused on their financial activity, what's growing their main financial activity. It's typically their work. They, they own a business. They're going to get all wrapped up in, in the work. And I show people the how to view their wealth as a business as a whole. So within mm -hmm. that wealth business, you've got your active business, you've got your investments, you've got your personal finances, which is including includes your giving and all that and how they fit together as divisions that feed your overall wealth business. And then get intentional with what you want to do with your wealth. I think being a good steward of your financial resources is growing your portfolio in line with the vision you have. And you can say that, that maybe God helps inform that vision for your life. And maybe it's on your heart that you actually want to grow a giving business where your business, a certain percentage of your wealth regularly goes to kingdom causes and so as a result, you're being very intentional about growing stuff and, and what you're going to do with that. And I think as a result, God can really bless that mentality and bless those investments, especially if you're intentional about how you're going to give that to back to the kingdom. Yeah, I love that, man. And I think why I appreciate what you're doing is like, where do you go to learn this? <laughs> like, who's teaching this? Honestly, where, where would you ever go to really learn, learn this? Most people can't. So a traditional financial advisor, the person who traditionally helps you build a portfolio investments can only legally put you into certain uh, alternative investments. As a CPA, I get a certain leeway in discussing investments. I really see myself as an educator and a connector to wealth and help people understand the framework and where they can find these investments. It's not me that's running your investments and we're working together with a client. It's ultimately me showing you how to become CEO of a wealth and how, do you, how you manage your wealth as passively as possible and increase the results you want to have. Yeah, guys, I hope you're listening. Like, this is so like, huge. I have this conversation so much with investors. And I mean, I just think the the freedom that cash flow provides and, um, you know, I mean, I was just meeting with an investor of the day and he's fearful. Like he makes great money, um, and but he's it's active income, right? He's, he's in a sales role and he's making very good money. But, you know, there's things with COVID right now. And what happens if because he doesn't, you know, chooses maybe not to get vaccinated and they don't allow them to work anymore in the state of California, then what happens, right? And so the conversation becomes, well, how do we help you get cash flow that, you know, that is not going anywhere, that's invested in assets? And I just think about, there's so many of you probably having the same conversation in your head right now, and it doesn't maybe necessarily have to be running your job, but you want time back. You want to spend more time in this ministry or more time at home. And the answer is not, you know, 
I got to go work harder, make more money. It could be, how do I allocate or do differently with what I currently have to create some passive income um, to buy some of this time back? And, you know, <laughs> people say money can't buy happiness. Well, money can buy time. Yeah, it can, it can buy time and it can, that wealth can also help fuel or accelerate your impact on this world and the next. Right. Which, which, which can produce happiness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I don't have to preach this audience, but that's why we focus on the money conversation. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I bring Keith into this, because if you don't talk about it, how, you know, I mean, because no one's talking about it. Yeah. You know, this, you you, this conversation is not happening in church. And I'm not saying this is the conversation needs to happen on the pulpit. I think the pulpit should be, you know, really reserved for the gospel and, and the scriptures. But man, this is the conversations we, we need to be having because as kingdom leaders and as kingdom investors, how we leverage and maximize all of our resources, our money, our time is so valuable and so essential. So Keith, tell me, man, like, give me some examples of like what this actually looks like with clients. Like, who are you serving? What does this look like? Like, what is the result? Um, like, let's, let's get into some, some, some folks, sure. man, that you're really helping and serving. So, yeah, let me give a couple examples. Uh, one, there was an endodontist, a, a dentist, essentially, that I was working with and helped him get into a transition from being full-time to being able to just work a couple days a week. And for anybody that knows what an endodontist makes, it's, it's strong, very strong six-figure uh, six income. And so he's down to working a couple days a week. He's on his um, I want to say fourth or fifth self-storage deal. And so he chose that he wanted to become more active as a syndicator. A year ago, uh, coming right out of COVID last May, I was looking at all the opportunities, how hotels were the most distressed asset class out there and apartments were the best asset class out there. So I was talking about how, based on my hotel experience, how you could convert hotels to apartments. And this guy is on his third deal now. He expects to make seven to 15 million per deal. Him personally plans to make seven to $15 million per deal. And so he went from a low seven figure net worth. So he's like, I've got so much money. There's way more than what I know what to do with this. How can I use this to help the kingdom? And now we're having that conversation of how to uh, turn it more into a giving business. I feel like God has just really honored that ever since his first one. And he's an incredibly generous man in everything that he gives away. So my skill set isn't so much helping you create that initial active business to grow wealth. My, my skill set is once you already have a, sec, a set of cards, how do you shuffle those or play those in such a way to quickly reach financial freedom? So a lot of people already have the financial resources. As if they're, they're a business owner or a credit investor, it's simply a matter of showing them how to play their cards in a way. And in three to five years, they can reach work optional. They don't have to work and they can instead start focusing on funding their vision. So let me ask you a couple of questions about those two examples though, like doing a hotel conversion or doing a self-storage deal. Yep. I mean, I'm in this business. That's hard work though. Like, is that for everybody? I guess is my question. Like when I hear that, I'm like, ah, eh. I wouldn't recommend everyone get into a, a apartment to our hotel to apartment conversion deal. Like we've underwritten some of those, like that's, that's, that's some serious stuff. So, so the hotel deal that that's a very active business for him. He decided that the best use and of his resources, part of what I look at is what is your competitive advantage, not just your financial resources, but the skills 
network insights that you have and put that together in such a way to maximize your wealth growth within the constraints of whatever your vision is. If you want right. to spend three days at home uh, with your family, then we can do that. And so for him, he thought like, I want to grow as much wealth as possible. And that for him was being a good steward of his resources. So he works, uh, he would say 30, 35 hours a week, and he's got three hotel conversion projects. And then part of what I do is help people apply leverage, not just financial leverage, but technology, systems leverage, people leverage, network leverage, to all those components together to systematize things so that they're not doing all the heavy lifting. So I will say the, the hotel conversion did require more effort, but the endodontist doing uh, self-storage, there's a system in place where he's more just the asset manager. He's learned who the right people are to connect with, where he spends his time more evaluating deals and putting the deal structure together and then he has to, it's more, he has a board level role meeting. He's not, doesn't have to be in the data operations. He just checks on the business and makes adjustments with the, with the team who are actually running the investment. Right. Right. Really smart. And, 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 and you're building a community of guys and women, guys, guys and girls, credited business owners, you know, who, who can really share, share knowledge and resources and, mm-hmm. and deals together. Yeah. That, that's a huge point. I, I share my deal flow, which I think has been great from stuff, but I really show other people how to bring the best of their deal flow to the community. And when everybody's sharing great deal flow, you get some really amazing opportunities rising to the top. So like Keith, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's your vision, man? What's the end goal? Like, where do you take this? So frankly, if I, I said earlier that if I want to make the most amount of money possible, I go back to commercial real estate. That's how I think of commercial. For me, this is an opportunity for me to make an impact on people's lives. So I, I know this is a more gospel-focused podcast. So as a result, I'll share why I'm really in this business. I see it as an opportunity to touch souls, to have conversations about what to do with wealth. And not everybody is a believer in my community. And so there's an opportunity for me People come to me to grow wealth, but there's truly an opportunity for me to talk about what, how to grow eternal wealth and what that looks like. Right. And so as big as God wants to make this, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I feel like I'm along for the journey. I feel like he's my business partner. And so I want to do whatever he has for me. I love that. Um, guys, I know we couldn't get into everything, what Keith is doing, but I, I brought him on here because, you know, I wanted you to hear his heart and his story. I'm a huge supporter of, you know, of, of his community, what he's doing too. Um, you know, we have a mastermind, of course, Kingdom Real Estate Investors are really serving more active investors and guys and girls who are putting deals together and encourage you if you, if you haven't learned about our mastermind yet to go check that out at thekingdomrei.com. Um, but, you know, he shared a story today, but, but he's got a, uh, you have a webinar, right, man, where we, people can actually come yes. and really learn the skills. I mean, you, you've, you're, he's actually, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but I've asked, I've asked him to record it because I'm like, hey, we can't get into the technicalities of all of this over a podcast. You know, people are on their treadmill, taking care of their kids. You can't talk about tax strategies in 45 minutes. But I asked him if you would sit down and record an hour-long webinar and giving you guys the skills, the resources to equip you if you want to learn more about some of the strategies he's teaching his community. And he said he would do that. So, man, where can folks go? Um and maybe you don't even have that recorded yet. You're going to do it for us, but you'll create the landing page. Yep. I, I know it's going to include the name of our show. Where can they, where can they go for that? Financialjourney.life forward slash kingdom REI. Okay. Um, 
And I'm going to make sure we put that in our show notes. Say that one more time. Financialjourney.life forward slash kingdom REI. Right. So guys, financialjourney.life forward slash kingdom REI. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes too. It's just a, it'll be a, a link where you can go and watch Keith, um, you know, an, an hour long presentation, really get into this and in more in depth. And seriously, if you, you know, if you're serious about creating, you know, more cash flow, passive cash flow, attaining financial freedom, um, really, I mean, <laughs> it isn't like so many people think financial freedom, 30, 40 years. I'm like, dude, yeah. this is available to you in a decade or less, you know, and you're saying three to five, I say like, I think investing alternative assets can do it in 10 years or less. And so um, maybe, maybe this is the accelerator I need to go watch too, right? Of like, how do we, how do we uh, allocate some things differently? So highly recommend financialjourney.life forward slash King Mari. go check that out. Um, you know, I think It'll be filled with actionable strategies, stuff that you can actually put to use regardless of any future conversations we have. Yeah. And then if you like what you hear, I mean, you can jump on a call with Keith too and, and talk about working with him personally, but um, definitely go, definitely go check that out. And uh, Keith's been excited to um, get with you in person and, and see you again soon. I'm really grateful you spent some time with us today, man. Um, that's definitely how our, our folks can, can go check that out. Uh, financialjourney.life forward slash kingdom REI. And are you on social media? Uh, Facebook. Yep. Okay. Check Keith out on Facebook as well. Uh, man, I'm really, really grateful you got some time with us. Anything else before we get out of here? This has been great. Thank you so much for having me, Ellis. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Hey, real estate investors. I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.